Welcome to our spring special episode of Kelly's Roadhouse, the Sweet Valley Recap Podcast. I'm Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. So, as it's spring in one week's time, mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it though. No, it really doesn't here. It may do in America. It's bloody Not freezing. Um, we've read Spring Break, Sweet Valley High Super Edition. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. I think you enjoyed it a lot more than I did. There was just a lot going on, and I really like the way that it goes. Uh, I, I think it tr- transitions quite well between Sweet Valley uh, yeah. and Cannes. Uh, I, I really like that. So yeah, because we've only we've only gone about five books ahead for this one as well. It's, Four it's or five really, books ahead. Yeah, so. it's really good because sometimes when we when we do like books in the future, they're like way in the future, and and it's kind of nice to get a glimpse into the future. But this one, everything felt relevant to what we've been doing. Yeah, because anyway. we're about to do the episode where Todd leaves. And in this book, he's mentioned. recently left. Yeah. yeah, he's mentioned. So, um, also, yeah, I think, like, you haven't read many of these super editions yet. I don't know how good they get. Because there's Spring Fever, Malibu Summer, yeah. Perfect Summer. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I've read all of them, I don't think this is one of the best ones. Okay, yeah, this is my first experience. With the only the, way uh... is up from here. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, the cover um, has got the twins looking ridiculous it's it's the <laughs> most ridiculous cover i think i said to you the other day it, it's the most ridiculous they've both looked just the look on their faces like i mean liz looks like that brochure is the most incredible thing she's ever seen yeah so liz is reading a fr- uh, brochure about france and jess looks like she's i don't know having an orgasm yeah, like it, just she star- just looks like just staring up into the sky in wonder and amazement <laughs> i mean i get it it's allegedly their first trip to france we'll get well, to that we'll get to that yeah but um <laughs> but you know they're very excited uh but the but the cover is like oh my god it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened in their lives and the blurb on the back says bon voyage jessica and elizabeth wakefield are nearly bursting with excitement spring break has arrived and the twins are off to the glamorous south of france it's the vacation of a lifetime it's really weird because I guess if you live in America, it would be really exciting to us. France For us, it's like 30 like, minutes France flight. is like one of the yep. shitter holidays that you would take, <laughs> to be honest, isn't it? Yes. Um, you like you can get there for a tenner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, not not to uh, not to diss on France. I actually no. do really like France, but it is very close for us. Whereas America, it would be quite a trip and quite yeah. a thing. Um, and it says Elizabeth can't wait to practice her French, but Jessica's dying to meet those romantic French boys. The Riviera turns out to be even more beautiful and wondrous than the twins had imagined, with its beach clubs, magnificent mansions and the glittering Mediterranean Sea. But while the French woman with whom Jessica and Elizabeth are staying is a welcome hostess, her handsome son, René, is arrogant and rude. Isn't he just? Can the twins figure out why René seems to despise them or will he spoil their dream vacation? (laughs) Share the magic of France with Jessica and Elizabeth. Take off for spring break. Oh boy, I cannot wait. So, um, yeah. So as we open, Miss Miss Dalton has uh, organised a, a, a cultural exchange program. I guess. Yeah. So we actually open on an aeroplane. We do. Yeah. This this is the first. And Elizabeth is acting like they're leaving forever. <laughs> She's like trying desperately to apparently wave at. Um, uh, Alice, Ned, and Stephen, who are apparently like little dots in in the distance <laughs> that can barely, see, you know, she, they can't even see her. Let's be yeah. honest. And Jessica points this out. Jessica's like, "Yeah, what are you doing? They can't even see you." Yeah, what are you doing? And she says, "I just want to say one last goodbye." It's like you're going, like going for, for ten, 10 days. days. Yeah. yeah. So they're off to Cannes on an exchange program. Um, as you said, arranged by Miss Dalton. Yeah. Um. The plane bit's really long. It goes on for about nearly two chapters. It goes on really long and they they kind of like tease things that don't happen in the end or they don't make a big deal out of. Yeah, like they mention Lila's in France as well. They mention Lila and they never never come back to it. They mention that they need to stop over in New York 
and you're like oh something's gonna happen they're gonna be late and they are but it's just mentioned like you don't see it and it's, re- it's really yeah. weird it is it's bizarre but yeah the, the lila thing especially because they literally never do anything Got with it. lila i know yeah they hear a couple near them speak in french and jessica says she can't understand a word um but she's heard they all speak english over there anyway yeah so it's fine and Liz gets so high and mighty and she says, the point of going is to practice our French. <laughs> and Jessica's like, um, no, the point of going is to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, I, I think, a very valid point that Jess will come back to. Yeah, Liz says it's exciting to speak a new language. Yeah, I guess. I'm, Especially a language I'm, you've learned. I'm Camp Jessica on this one. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, and then they start giggling at a portly, balding man wearing a black satin sleep mask. Yeah, and, and like, Jess jokes that he needs his beauty sleep. Uh, oh, no, sorry, Jess points it out and starts laughing at him, and then Liz joins in. Yeah, and um, and they say, yeah, when he wakes up from his beauty sleep, he'll look like Robert Redford. Yeah. Little Robert Redford mentioned there. I know. He'll look like Mr. Collins. I, I've got that as a note. I was like, oh, she's gonna, he's going to wake up looking <clears throat> like Mr. Collins. <laughs> um, and then Jessica complains about the safety demos on the plane. She wishes they'd just not bother doing them. <laughs> Yeah, because it makes her nervous, so she doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, and meanwhile, Elizabeth is studying a photo of the the Glyse family, the family they're going to be staying with. Yes, and um, you know, she she wonders if the girls in the photo are are, are looking at their photos that they sent them on their way to Sweet Valley, because of mm. course, um, Fernley, Fernie, Fernie, sorry, Fernie is on her way. Uh, to Sweet Valley whilst poor they're Fanny. on their yeah poor oh my god we'll get to her um, uh, while they're on their way to Cannes so uh, mm-hmm. yeah so the family they're going to be staying with the mother is called Avery she's slender petite with short fashionably cropped hair and her 17 year old son Renee was tall and fair wearing tight jeans that were unmistakably French yeah just and for some reason they, they've supplied a photo where Fernie is just like Got her head turned away from the camera so they can't see her. There so is a reason that for that, yeah. and we'll get to it later. Um. So yeah, Liz wonders why there's no Monsieur Glies. Mm. Um, and she also tells Jessica she thinks that Renee is kind of good looking. Yeah, because Jess is like, "Oh my god, are you looking at that photo for like the <clears throat> millionth time <throat> already?" Um, and Liz is just like, "Well, actually, this Renee's kind of hot." And Jessica immediately starts trying to to get them together. Yeah, she she know she she reminds her that you know Todd moved to Vermont. What well, in in Jess's mind ages ago, mm. um, and uh, and that you know it's probably time to move on. But Liz is like you know Todd, he's a hard act to follow. Yeah, Jessica says Liz is becoming a number one candidate for a convent. <laughs> I, I'm assuming at this point, given that this book only happens like in the near future, it's probably been a couple of weeks. And yeah, Jess is probably. like, "Oh, for God's sake, get over it, Liz. Move on." <laughs> you know, Jessica has at least two dates a week. Yeah, exactly. With different people. Um, and yeah, we get the brief mention of how Lila is also in France. She's staying with a really rich family who have an apartment in Paris and a house in Normandy. And Jessica thinks that Mr. Fowler slipped the school some money to just sort this out yeah but of course virtuous liz points out that you know oh it was all picked at random there was no uh no decisions here and it's well, in- leisure reporter this is this is a big story yeah yeah Bribery. and it's interesting because we get to uh later we we will uh we will come across a a mansion manor house and um i thought we were going to find lila there I know, I want a little Lila B plot. That's what I assumed was going to happen, but obviously we'll get to it and that's not what happens. But it's weird, like we said, because they they plant these seeds and then we never Mm. get to see Lila. And as we know, Lila is our favourite, so. Yeah. Um, And Liz says they're lucky they don't have to stay in Sweet Valley for the spring break, like Enid and Cara. And Jessica said Cara's just happy to spend spring break with Stephen. Yeah, so... (laughs) So it looks like we're... Car and Stephen have just got together in this timeline. Yeah, they they they've just got together, um, and um, you know Jess says or Jess thinks that you know Cara's changed now. She's changed now that she's with Stephen, and it's like in the last book we read, you didn't want to invite her to a party because she was miserable and upset, and now that she's got some happiness, now you're like, oh, she's changed. Mm. I don't like it. Well, we know Jessica doesn't like other people having boyfriends. She doesn't like so other people she doesn't being like Liz happy. Having boyfriends. Yeah. She doesn't like her friends having boyfriends. You're absolutely right. Um, but Liz thinks that 
Kara's good for Stephen and they're getting on really well. Yeah. And Jessica starts going about, on about Renee again and then they, they do that weird tickling thing again that they do. On, <laughs> on a, a plane. public plane. And basically like piss everyone around them all. I, I had a note here <laughs> saying that they would probably be the worst people. Yeah. Because she isn't Liz. Liz is, yeah. And like Liz is like screeching at the top. Oh, we're yeah. going on vacation. It's going to be a really yeah. long flight as well. Yeah. God. What's it going to be about 12 hours or something from America to France? That poor old Guy's just sat there trying just, to sleep with his face with mask. Satin sleep mask. Yeah, let him sleep. Uh, so then they have a stopover at Kennedy Airport, and they nearly missed the plane because, of course, Jessica's shopping in duty free. Of course. And then back on the plane, Liz tries to write in her diary, but she's too excited to focus. So she puts her headphones in and she listens to the Droids. I was really pleased about this. So the Droids have recorded an album at some point. Mm. It's really nice that she, you know she's taken a bit of Sweet Valley with her. It is nice, and also but, I like the droids to be featured in every book, yeah, so it pleases me. But I'm me. surprised that Elizabeth isn't listening to a French language tape. I'm very surprised. That is much more the kind of thing you'd expect her to That's do for definitely sure. Definitely what she'd be doing. Yep. Um, she doesn't even have a guidebook in this either, which I'm surprised. Uh, no, at. Uh, unlike on the cover where she does. Yeah. Yeah. And also, as we saw in. Um, the oh, Christmas one. The Christmas one. Yeah, she uh, was insufferable on that coach. Yeah, with that guidebook. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, they, they get dinner on the plane, which is apparently horrible. Yeah, they don't even know what it is. Uh, Jess thinks she's amazing, though, because she knows that Le Fromage is French for cheese. Oh, she gets really excited about she's this. She's so good. Yeah, she loves she loves shoving <laughs> it in Jess's face this entire trip that she knows French better than Jess does. <laughs> yeah, so Jessica says well i know le, le fromage means cheese yeah um and they go to sleep and then when they wake up they're in france and apparently liz is so excited she can feel her heart pounding i was like you're gonna have a heart attack <laughs> just like oh my god i'm in france and then at baggage claim we get the first of many french stereotypes oh yes there are quite they a few. see a little boy dressed in blue knee length shorts a crisp white shirt suspenders and ankle socks and they think he looks just like one of the kids in their french textbooks <laughs> <laughs> also everybody in france only drinks wine yeah even the kids <laughs> like everyone and then they meet um avery who's lovely yes and immediately she's with uh, she's with the handsome but moody renee Yes, apparently he, scowls he, at them. he is like immediately pouting yeah. uh, the moment he turns up. Avery kisses the twins on both cheeks, of course, because that's what you do in France. The European way. Yes. Um, and Liz tries to shake Renee's hand, but he just pulls away. Yeah, apparently he pulls back as if his hand had been stung. <laughs> and she thinks, oh, maybe he's just shy. Or maybe it's he's like, just no, an asshole. So. And they compliment Avery on her English and she tells them that she lived in America for a few years. Yeah. Um, and then they get into the Gleises' sleek silver Peugeot. Oh. And Liz feels like she's in a movie. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, on, on their way, they pass the, uh, the the hotel where they have the, the, the Cannes Film Festival and all of that. They get to see some of the sights on mm. the way. Elizabeth tries to include Renee in the conversation, but uh, he makes fun of her French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Jess says, oh, I'm glad you speak English. He says, Americans have only one language that they expect everyone else to speak. Yeah. They don't even bother to learn how to say please or thank you in French. Oh and Elizabeth God. decides that uh, she doesn't fancy him anymore. Yeah, she thinks that he's <laughs> uh, as attractive as algebra. <laughs> um, and then, then Avery tells Renee off in French and Li Elizabeth tries to translate it and she... Uh, manages to work out they're saying something about how his english was a gift from his father yeah apparently jess is so annoyed at uh renee that she's clenching her fists yeah. and just shaking um and avery tells renee renee that they'll finish this conversation in private oh boy the next day jessica wakes up late from jet lag yeah and, she and finds, she's uh sorry i uh, know go for it she finds Elizabeth on the balcony enjoying the view of the harbour. Yeah. And Jessica pictures herself in her gold bikini, sipping cocktails on a yacht. We've always got to have the Jessica daydream. <laughs> this is the standard. And she asks Elizabeth what, what they're doing standing around on the balcony. 
Like, a fair, a fair question. She's like, yeah, she's a, on holiday. why didn't you wake me up? I wanted mm. to do stuff. And B, why are we still standing on the balcony? Um, and Liz says she just wants to to stay there and stare at the sea. She she literally says, I've never seen a sunset here before, so I'm just going to stand here. It's the same fucking sun. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same sun, Liz. <laughs> um, so Avery's gone out and she's told the twins to make themselves at home. They have a little chat about how rude Brene is and Jessica says she's changed her mind and she doesn't think Liz should have anything to do with him now. Yeah. Um, but of course, Elizabeth wants to, you know... Make him a project. Well, yeah, she's like, oh, maybe he was just in a bad mood or something. And Jess is like, he said that all Americans are assholes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, there's not much room for manoeuvre here. And Liz says she's determined to change his mind about them. Just fucking leave it. Liz, just stop. Uh, So then Jessica says she's going to nose around all the Gleiser's stuff, basically. Yeah. So she can learn about them. Liz says she's against snooping. Mm. (laughs) Um, she also thinks she might find some dirt on Renee, so she heads straight to his room. Yes, she uh, in that room she finds a phone with a second earpiece on the back, allowing for more than one person to uh, to, to to listen in to a call, wow. which she thinks is the most amazing thing ever and should exist immediately in Sweet mm-hmm. Valley. And she also finds some photos, including one of him and Fernia's babies. Yeah, I, I love that she she starts finding these photos and Renee's looking really happy in it and he's with his friends and Jess immediately hates it because she doesn't want to humanise him. So she's <laughs> like, no, I'm not looking at those. And then uh, the one with him and Fernie, she realises that it's torn. And he's torn his father out of the picture. Interesting. But then what she finds next makes her gasp. She runs into Liz and she's like, oh my God, Liz. Yeah. It's a picture of Fernie, and she looks exactly like Trisha Martin. Uh-oh. Where's Fernie going to stay? At the Wakefields. Mm, so we cut to Sweet Valley then. Um, Stephen's also noticed this, that she looks just like Trisha. Um, and even though she doesn't speak any English, he's convinced himself that not only does she look like Trisha... But she acts like Trisha as well, and she is basically Trisha. Now, we need to point out, he doesn't understand a word of French. Yeah. She understands zero English. Mm. They they literally have a massive language barrier. He can barely understand anything. But he's decided that she is basically French Trisha. Yeah. They've been communicating through sign language. Yeah. Like, not actual sign language. But no, charades. Know, just, yeah. Yeah. Um. And he's found out that she wants to be a scientist, just like Trisha. Yes. He wants to be a scientist so she could find a cure for cancer. Because, <laughs> you know, Trisha was an absolute saint. You know, uh, Of course. Beautiful until the saint end. Trisha, yes. Um, and he's just sat opposite Fernie on the sofa, just staring and grinning I, like a I, fucking maniac. I have that as a note, that apparently, um, you know, the language barrier is a problem, but apparently he's happy just to sit there and weirdly stare at her yeah, for hours. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> and then... Um, this bit, I couldn't believe this. Oh, this he, made me so He angry. thinks to himself, he actually thinks, there's no harm in pretending that she's Trisha for a while. Um, and that he deserves to after what he's been through. And he thinks Kara will understand. Yeah, uh, but he, he decides, right? His logic is that Kara once said that she never intended to replace Trisha in his life. He's taken that to mean it's okay if I get with this girl who looks like Trisha Cara won't mind. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. And and not only get with her, like literally pretend she's my dead ex. Yeah, literally pretend she's my <laughs> dead ex. This girl who I can't even understand. But also, like, I'm pretty sure that Cara wouldn't have said, I never intend to, to replace Trisha in your life if Trisha was still alive. She's only yeah. said that because Trisha's dead. It's like, <laughs> no, you're not. That's not an excuse for you to go and find another Trisha. Yeah. Um, so then he offers to take Fernie to the beach through a series of charades. So these charades, he he acts out driving, yep. lying in the sun. What How do you do act out lying lie in the, on the sun? Lie on the floor or something. <laughs> Smoothing on sun cream. That must have looked weird. Uh, yeah. Start rubbing himself. <laughs> Probably thought he meant something else. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, and swimming. Yeah, somehow he <laughs> he even uh, he even through charades managed to convince, uh, managed to show uh, Fernie that she should put a bathing suit on <laughs> under her clothes. I don't know how you do that with charades, but I've just got this image of him like lying on the floor, 
rubbing himself. <laughs> I've got a note here just saying, does Fernie have a fucking clue what's going on? Or is she just agreeing and going along yeah. with whatever? And as they're leaving, Alice tells him that Kara's on the phone, but he says, I'll call her back later. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, Alice is clearly worried as well. Yes. She's She's got a look of concern on her face as she's, uh, as she's because talking. Because she's noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Back in France, Elizabeth is annoying Jessica because she just wants to sit around on the grass like a lawn ornament. And of course, they have pain au chocolat for breakfast. They have to, obviously. because we're in France. That's our Christmas Day breakfast. It actually... We have that every Christmas morning. Every Christmas morning. I don't know why. We do have pain au chocolat. It just feels a bit special, because it's something we don't usually have. Yeah, we don't We don't normally do that, so yeah. Bucks fizz and pain au chocolat. Yeah. Um, so Avery's had to go to work. She works as a nurse. Yes. And she's asked Renee to show them around, but he's just buggered off and left them yeah yeah um so you know jess is like look he's buggered off and left us let's go i don't want to sit here in the garden yeah of this house nice as it is for 10 days yeah like i want to go and see Khan. i want to go see the beach i want to go see all of the sites that's why mm. i'm here liz has a different idea yeah she talks jessica into going for a jog like you're on fucking holiday. Yeah. Liz is like, well, um, I guess we could go for a, a short walk or a jog. And Jess is like, yeah, I'm not keen on the jogging, so we'll go for a walk. And then Liz is like, no, we'll go for a jog. Yeah. But, oh, okay, Jessica great. says jogging's boring, though. Um, She's right. Yeah. Especially when you're on a holiday. I, I mean, jog on holiday. No. Um, And then, yeah, they, they manage a short jog, but... After a while, Jessica's like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm leaving you to it. <laughs> and then Liz tries to shame her in to continue running. She's like, oh, I can't believe this amazing tennis player and the best cheerleader we've got can't even run a few blocks. Oh, she's probably fitter than you, Liz. Yeah, A, she's probably th- fitter than you. Um, and um, Jess just doesn't care. She's just like, I don't care. I'm on holiday. Yeah. Like, go away. Um, so on the way back, Jessica's admiring all of the houses and she sees a silver Porsche pull into the driveway of one of them. She also notices that at the back of that drive is a Rolls Royce. Yeah, she smells money. Yeah, she's in there. The driver gets out and he's a boy about her age with frizzy hair, a broad mouth and a sharp nose. And he's kind of funny looking, apparently. Yeah. Um, and he's also short. Yes. But she thinks, like, fuck it, he's rich. He's rich, that'll so, do. That ticks one of my two boxes. Yeah, so she introduces herself to him. He speaks English, and he introduces himself as Mark Machair. Yeah. Marchelier. Mark. Mark. Mark something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she says, oh, I haven't done much sightseeing yet. I've got nobody to show me around. He's a... Uh, he, he, he immediately... Is, is like speaking in English. She's like, how did you know I was American? He's like, you've got the American look. Mm-hmm. You're tall, blonde, and you... Uh, uh, and he gets all a bit a bit nervous. Well, we know they're all American. Yeah. They're dazzling all American good looks. We do. Um, he, yeah, he's quite shy, but he, he says, well, I'll show you around. And he offers to take her to his family's very exclusive beach club. Yeah. And of course, she thinks how jealous Lila will be. That is literally her first thought. Yeah. Is like, how, how jealous is. will Lila Always be? Is. Yeah. Um, so she says she'll go home to change and she'll be back in one hour. <laughs> and then at home, Elizabeth says, you've wasted no time. Yeah. I, I, again, so now <clears throat> Liz is giving her shit for making a friend. Yeah. So, well, you wouldn't happiness. go anywhere with her. No, exactly. Um, um, she's like, I can't believe you've already found Mr. Wright. Hmm. Jessica says, he's not Mr. Wright, but he seems like he could introduce me to someone who is. And Liz is irritated by Jessica's shallowness. And Jessica says, you don't understand. I'm not shallow. He's three inches shorter than I am. <laughs> That's all. Oh, she's so charitable. And she also points out that Liz only dates super handsome guys. Yeah. And, and you know, Liz tries to counter that by saying like, oh, well, you know, I was with Todd for a long time and it's not, you know, there was there were gaps in between. How many guys have you seen in that amount of time? <laughs> you know, basically just slut shaving Jess, which, you know, Liz is very judgy throughout this oh. book. Very throughout the whole series, <laughs> but but partic- particularly this book with Jess, she yeah. is like judgy about everything. Uh, and Jessica says she made Mark's year by agreeing to go to the beach with him. Again, she's so charitable. And she heads out and she says to Liz, "Don't waste your day sitting on the lawn." Yeah. 
So Liz decides that she's going to be an independent woman and she's going to show herself around. Yeah, and then she decides that she's going to go to the place that Jess originally wanted to go. Yeah. And she said no about an hour ago to. Yeah, the beach. Yeah. But on her way downstairs, she hears Avery and Renee come in and they're arguing. Oh my goodness. They're arguing in in French. So Liz is like listening in and trying to understand what she says. Mm. She catches uh, a few things. She catches that Renee... um, Sorry, Avery's shouting that she knows how uh, Renee feels about Americans. And she says people are people. And that he's selfish for leaving their guests. And then he counters saying like he left us yeah and liz wonders if he's talking about his father yeah but she again she can't be sure because of her french um but um then avery of course mentions fernie which makes liz think of home and we seamlessly transition back to sweet valley Mm. We also get, though, um, Avery, she hears Avery insist that Renee takes the twins out later. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that, to do it. that is like, can you imagine how awkward that would be? Yeah, Where you're like, oh, God, I, now I know he does definitely doesn't want to do it. He's got <laughs> he's being forced to do it. And yeah. I have to go along with it like I haven't heard this conversation. So, yes. Meanwhile, in Sweet Valley, Alice and Ned are worried about Stephen following Fernie around and staring at her. Yeah, yeah. And just generally being really weird. And they think she likes the attention. And they also think it must be bringing back memories about Trisha. And they also feel sorry for poor Cara. They feel sorry for Cara. Can I point out Ned's snide comment, though? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, when they're they're talking about um, Fernie liking the attention? Yeah. He specifically says, I see a bit of Jessica in her. <laughs> Like, Ned, you asshole. Like, he's so mean to to Jess, like, ever since she ran away. But will they do anything? No, they won't. No, well, uh, just let this happen. They do do one thing. Alice slams her fist on the table and says, I feel so helpless, Ned. (laughs) That's all they do. So, back to France, and Jessica's gone out with funny looking Mark. Yes, leaving Liz to Torcan. So, uh, Liz and Renee have gone out alone, and he is not happy. No, apparently he's he's like, well, I've been told to tour you around France, uh, around Cannes, so we're going to do that as fast as we can yeah. in silence. Yeah, he's like speeding along with the radio on full blast. Yeah. Um, but as they go into the car, their arms had brushed, <gasps> and he was so close that Elizabeth could smell his spicy aftershave. Oh. She felt an electric tingle pass through them. But that moment is short-lived. Because, uh, of course, René instantly goes back to being, you know, himself. It's a brief moment. <laughs> she asks if they can go to the beach, but he gets snappy and he says, I hate the beach. Yeah. Elizabeth wonders why he's always so rude. And then she realises he must hate Americans because his father was one. Yes, yeah, she uses her writer's imagination. Yeah, accent reporter's instinct. <laughs> so she vows to be more understanding and sympathetic. Like, uh, why? He's yeah. still a prick. Uh, why he's an absolute asshole. And also, I love that she resolves to do this and it lasts 10 minutes. Yeah. It changes when they meet his friends at a cafe. And he does everything he can to make her feel left out. Sounds like he makes a complete prat of himself yeah. as well. He talks over her in rapid French. Uh, he makes fun of her French again. And when he goes to the bathroom, his friends, who are really nice... Yeah, they seem lovely. ...are like, we're really sorry about him. Uh, it's like George's and, and Edward. 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 And they say they say he's usually such a nice guy. But later on they go to a bistro and he yells to the waiter, We've got an American here, so we're gonna need extra ketchup. They like to drown their food in the stuff because it, it tastes so bad they'd rather not eat it. <laughs> uh I I would say genuinely, I think I would rather the taste of ketchup than clams. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> But um, yeah, even his friends are fed up of him by now. Yeah, apparently they almost fall out. They're at the point of barely speaking yeah, when they leave they the bistro. Yeah, good for them. Um, and yeah, he blames her for falling out with his friends now. So oh yeah, that's apparently his fault. Is her fault as well? Yeah, to, him to blame her for. Mm-hmm. Um, so back at home, she wanted to get as far away from him as possible. Yeah, so she decides to go for a walk. Mm. And she comes across a lost puppy. She does. She goes to to start writing in her diary. And then (laughs) uh, apparently she writes in it uh, all about Khan. But she doesn't mention Renee because she feels that Renee doesn't deserve one word. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then uh, then a puppy comes up and starts licking her face. She checks his collar and um, finds his address. So she decides to take him home. Yeah. 
And when she eventually finds his home, it's a huge sprawling villa surrounded by tall, dark trees. Yeah, fortunately, she bumped into two young kids um, who seem to recognize the dog. So she's like, hey, do you know where this dog belongs to? And they show her, but not before laughing at how bad her French is. <laughs> and then uh, are you ready for st- another stereotype? Oh, yeah. The door is answered by a housekeeper in a lacy apron. <laughs> it's classic French made it's classic, outfit. classic. Um. And then his owner comes down and it turns out that she is a rich countess. Yeah. Countess D. Wielin... Wilnich? Villanich. Sure. Yeah, Villanich. Something. <laughs> the countess. The countess is what I've written from this point on. <laughs> and me. Yep. <laughs> uh, so she thinks Elizabeth is a charming young lady. She basically loves Elizabeth, this countess. Yeah, she does. She invites her in for a glass of wine. Apparently, even young children drink wine in France. They just mix it with water. I, is this true? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And I might have missed something. But I'm pretty sure that wine is the only thing anyone drinks this entire book in France. Mm-hmm. Like, any time they're drinking, it's wine. Now, I've never heard of children in, in France drinking wine, though. No, no, no. I wouldn't have I, thought so. It says so. young children. I mean, alcohol laws still exist. Maybe in... teenagers, but it says young children. It does say young children. Like, yeah. What do they mean by young children? Like seven, eight? <laughs> Four? <know>? Yeah. <laughs> They're like in their bottle. <laughs> um, so uh, controversy at this point, though, when I, I sent it to you today. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the Countess asks Liz, is this your first time to France? And Liz nods. Now, given the next book we're about to cover on Casey's, I uh, I have doubts about that. Yeah, we're about to cover the Twins Take Paris, which is set when the twins are 12 years old. Maybe so... the bike accident meant that Liz forgot all about yeah. the last trip. <laughs> I don't forgot know. Forgot they'd already been there. Yeah. She wouldn't forget that trip, trust me. <laughs> I can't wait. But anyway. And um, the Countess invites Elizabeth back tomorrow as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And of course, Liz is delighted. Hmm. But when she tells Jessica this, Jessica says that it's weird to spend all of her time inside talking to an old lady. Yeah. And she says she prefers the beach club any day. But she doesn't admit to Liz that she's actually had a shit time at the beach club. She can't. She has to save face and she has to make Mm. out like she had a great time. Apparently, it was as as exciting as the dentist. Yeah, it was full of old people that were friends of Mark's parents. Yeah. Um, she tells Liz and Renee that she sunbathed topless. <laughs> <laughs> and she says everyone else was uh, doing it. But she did lay face down on a beach blanket. Yeah. She's fucking 16, I should hope so. <laughs> Renee counters saying that, well, you know, us French people are much more com- comfortable uh, mm. in our bodies than, than you Americans. And Jessica angrily says that she's never had any complaints about her shape. No. <laughs> Liz also mentions that the, uh, the the countess knows six languages if you count sign language. I was like, well, yeah, it's a valid language, Liz. <laughs> like, um, and then they all start. Uh, Jess and Renee just carry on bickering. Oh yeah, it becomes this big thing. But then Avery comes back in, and Renee switches mm. on a dime. He's back to being sweet Renee. And Jessica swears that she's going to make Renee know that she despises him. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. The next day at the villa, the Countess introduces Elizabeth to her handsome grandson, Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Oh. He's staying with her for a few weeks. Now, he is fascinated by Americans. He basically does what Americans do to us when they're like, do you know the Queen? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you meet celebrities in nightclubs mm, all the time? Yeah. And-, and he also asks, is it true that they have hot tubs in every house? Plus women to share them with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Liz, of course, says, well, I think Lila Fowler is the only person I know that has a hot tub in their house. Maybe Bruce. Mm-hmm. And then Liz does it back to him. She says she expected to see hundreds of old men in berets in France. Yeah. And artists on every street corner. And they both, you know, I think they both accept that maybe, you know, they both had misconceptions yeah. about each other's countries. And he offers to show her around the city for the day. I think he's going to wear like a string of onions around his neck. <laughs> yeah. like, carry a baguette around with him. <laughs> and like have one of those mustaches. Stripey like, top, yeah. mustache, beret. <laughs> uh, so they visit the observatory. They play bowls. And he invites her to the beach the next day. And she says she hasn't been yet. And he says, yeah, that's understandable after what happened to Renee. Oh. Um, so it turns out that 
Rene went swimming with his friend and his friend had drowned and died. Yes, apparently Rene was swimming uh, with his head under the water and he couldn't hear when his friend had cramp um, and ended up drowning. Rene tried to get to him, but it was too late by the time he realised and his friend tragically died, which is why yeah. now he won't go near the water. Yeah. So back in Sweet Valley, Cara's at Casey's and she's so upset about Stephen... Yeah. That she's confiding in fucking Enid. And Enid <gasps> is like, well, we've had our differences, but, you know, Kara's different now. Kara's changed. It does sound like Kara has actually changed for the better, which is why <clears throat> Jess doesn't yeah. really want to hang around with her yeah. anymore. And people like Enid are like, oh, actually, you're pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, she's she must confiding. have changed if she's talking to Enid. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, Enid's noticed all the time that Steve's been spending with Fernie as well. And he won't return any of poor Cara's calls. I feel so bad for Cara in this book. I know. And they have a little heart-to-heart. Um, and Enid says, fight for him. Yeah, and Cara's <laughs> like, I can't fight the dead. <clears throat> but then Enid's <clears throat> like, it's not actually Trisha, though. It's just, it's literally a random French girl who can't speak English at yeah, all. Who someone looks to like Steve her. In that. Yeah, that's it. It's like, well, probably his parents need to sit him down and have that conversation. Yeah. But they're too busy just being like, oh, well, I guess there's nothing we can do. <laughs> they feel so helpless. They're so helpless. Back in France, Jessica's jealous that she's stuck with nerdy, funny looking Mark. Yes, and, because Liz, of course, is explaining yeah. Jean uh, Claude. Yeah, she's met a handsome grandson of a countess. Yeah, but Elizabeth says that she could introduce them, and Jessica's immediately like, "I'll cancel my plans with Mark." Yeah, she's like, "Screw Mark, I'll come." Yeah, uh, Liz says, "Don't let Mark down." Jess clearly doesn't give a shit about Mark. No. Because, um, yeah, like, Liz is like, oh, you know, maybe you should come and meet him one day. And Jess literally thinks, oh, boy, do I want to meet him. <laughs> She's like, cannot wait to steal him from Jess, uh, from Liz. So when Jessica's gone, Avery calls. She's got an emergency. Yeah. She, she wants to speak to Renee, but he's just gone and left the twins again. Yeah, of course. Um. So she's with a patient and the druggist can't deliver the medication she needs. She wanted Renee to go and collect it and take it to her. Yeah. Uh, but he's not there. So Liz volunteers to do it. Yes. So apparently, you know, not only can kids drink at any age in France, but apparently kids can also just pick up prescriptions without yeah. any documentation whatsoever. Just rock up. It's yeah. fine. And... Uh, Jean-Claude's meant to be picking her up at 12, but she thinks she'll leave him a note to tell him that she'll just be a few minutes late back and it won't take her long. Yeah, I think they worked out it'd be like 30 minutes and it'll be fine. Mm. Meanwhile, Jessica's got so fed up of Mark that she's decided to fake a headache so he'll take her home. <laughs> yeah, so he basically kindly drops her home. And then, of course, as she's opening the door, she finds the note. Yeah, she finds the house empty and Liz's note. Uh, and she's really pleased. She thinks, oh, I'm going to get to be alone with John claude for a bit. And she puts her bikini on under her outfit. She, she's like properly geared up to do this. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, when John claude arrives, she falls in love at first sight. She does, doesn't she gasp as she yeah. opens the door? Um, and he thinks she's Elizabeth. Yes. And she does. She like half-assed tries to explain yeah. very briefly. And then <laughs> is like, oh, well, I can't explain it. Never yeah. mind. Um, he says she looks even more beautiful than yesterday. And he says, are you ready to go water skiing? Oh, we should point out as well that earlier um, when uh, Jess and Liz were talking, it was made clear. Liz said, oh, yeah, I have a sister, but she couldn't think of the word for twin. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Which is how this is all getting yeah. happening. Yeah. So uh, she thinks, oh, Elizabeth will understand. <laughs> You're just as bad as Stephen. What is it with yeah. this goddamn family? And she just goes off with him. Yep. And pretends it's that she's fine. Liz. Yep. Meanwhile, Liz is stuck in the pharmacy. Yeah, um, and then she's further delayed by a road accident on the yeah. way back, which they described in quite a lot of detail. They I was, did, yeah. I was like, which what I is bothered to write down because it was going I, nowhere. It was I just thought... <laughs> literally for I no was, reason. Yeah, I was like, is Avery going to have, have been in this accident? Yeah. That's what I thought. And then it was like, like no, they just described it. Like these random people <laughs> yeah. we don't know. Like, okay. Um, so yeah, she gets home to an empty house. Yes, and the message is gone. So she's like, oh no, like he's already been and gone. Uh, but she does phone the, the Countess's <clears throat> estate and speak to Jacqueline. And uh, she explains to the maid, you know, oh, could you let him know that I called? Yeah. And she thinks she doesn't blame him not for waiting, for not waiting. Um, no, because I guess she was later she was than even late. she was expecting. So He is off having a great time with Jessica. and uh, uh, Elizabeth, I think you mean. Yeah. 
They're actually falling in love. Though. They are actually falling in love. Like, Although genuinely. he does. Yeah, yeah, legitimately. Um, although he does question. He's like, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd, I'd almost say you're a different person hmm. than you were yesterday. But Jess is like, look at me. Do I look different? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I guess not. <laughs> and then when Renee gets home, he finds Elizabeth miserable. Um, and she tells him what what's happened. And he says, um, you shouldn't have stood John Claude up. American girls are all the same. Yeah, he comes in and finds her, like, upset. And he's immediately like, ah, oh, did you break an American fingernail? <laughs> oh. And uh, I hate Renee, by the way. I absolutely hate him. <laughs> she says, um, like, what have, I do- what have I done to you to deserve this? <laughs> what have and, I done? And she says, uh, he says, it's not what you've done. It's, it's what, what you, you stand, stand for. for. <laughs> you think the sun rises and sets for you and you alone. That's what they teach you. I've seen your movies. I've seen your TV shows. I know how you think. You let some guy stand outside your door while you t- took your time getting home. <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth jumps up, her aqua eyes flashing, and says, Now you listen here and listen well. Oh, boy. <laughs> And she tells him there was a favour for his mother. And, that he's and it was his like fault. A, yeah, and that he's acting like a child. Yeah. Uh, and she reveals she knows all about his father. At which point he goes silent and mm. pale to the point that Liz actually asks if he's okay. Yeah, and she softens and she says she knows how painful it must have been. And he says, what would you know about pain? <laughs> You've got a perfect family. Um, and he basically just storms off. And Liz thinks that she should give up. But she's not going to. Of course. Meanwhile, in Sweet Valley... Car has been forced to go to Guido's by Robin and Maria. Uh, yes, yes. Um, mm. Apparently, you know, Cara just wanted to stay in bed. But Maria said, no, you know, you need to show Stephen that, you know, you can stand on your own two feet and you don't mm. need him. But then, who does she spot sat by the infamous fake waterfall? The infamous? Is it infamous, the fake waterfall? Um, Jessica pushed Bruce Patman into it. Oh, of course Remember? it is quite famous. Uh, after, and then she slashed his tyres immediately after. Yeah, <laughs> or let them down. I don't know if she slashed them. I think yeah. She, she let them down. But um, <laughs> yes, the, yeah, so by the infamous waterfall, as she walks in, she immediately sees Stephen and Fernie. Mm. And Steve goes red. Well, yeah, he doesn't yeah. notice he it gives first. Gives a feeble wave, apparently. Yeah, he doesn't notice it first, and then what Maria. An he's oh, Stephen. I have lost all respect for Stephen after this book. Ugh. Honestly, I've lost all respect. It gets for him. much worse. But yeah, Maria calls uh, out to Kara, which obviously alerts Stephen to the fact that Kara's there, and he looks around, visibly embarrassed, <clears> and he goes red. He and should then... be fucking embarrassed. Too right. And then he's like, "Oh, would you like to join us, Kara?" Mm-hmm. And she says, it doesn't look like there's any room for me. No, and then she leaves. She runs out in tears. And, um, of course, Maria tries to talk to her, you know, as she's walking out. She's like, look, don't let him win. Don't do this. But Kara's had enough. And I do like this point, though. Kara thinks specifically that basically Ms. Dalton has ruined her life with this cultural (laughs) exchange program. She's like, this student exchange program that Ms. Dalton's done has ruined my life. (laughs) Meanwhile, back in France, Jessica's sipping champagne with Jean-Claude. And she's just having the best day. Mm. Um, she feels a little bit guilty, but not guilty enough to tell him the truth. Yeah, yeah, like she briefly feels feels guilty. but Also, not guilty enough to stop her from planning a tennis date with him the next day as well. <laughs> uh, yes, because when Liz was playing bowls with uh, Jean-Claude, she was rubbish at it. And she said, oh, I should stick to tennis. And um, Jean-Claude was like, hey, we could do tennis sometimes. So, of course, he brings it up. And Jess is mm. like well, I am ace tennis player. Let's Mm. do it. It's a date. So she's arranged another date the (laughs) next day. But of course, she's sneaky about it. She says, hey, don't come pick me up. Yeah. I'll come to the mansion. Hmm. Back at home later on, Jean-Claude phones. um, Yeah. And Jessica makes sure that she answers. Yeah. Well, yeah, because basically, (laughs) Jess is in the living room with Liz. And she's basically like asking like she feels bad right so to make herself feel better she's sat in the living room 
like basically quizzing Liz about Jean Claude, and every time she's putting words in Liz's in Liz's mouth to kind of make it seem like, oh, Liz isn't actually into Jean Claude mm, anyway. She's yeah. like, oh, but what were you in love with him? And she, Liz is like, well, no, I only just met <laughs> yeah. him, but he seemed nice. And she was like, oh, so it wasn't love at first sight then. So you're not really in love with him. It's mm. not like you really care about him. <laughs> yeah. And then the phone rings, and Liz goes to answer it, but she's like, no, no, don't worry, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, and it's Jean Claude. He's very confused. He received a message to call her when he got home. But they were together all day. Well, yeah. So so <laughs> Jess basically denies it and is like, well, I was with you all day and just makes Jacqueline look mental. Yeah, she blames the housekeeper. Yeah. Um, it's like you, she could, she could get fired for, for that or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Liz, uh, afterwards, Liz says she's surprised that Jean-Claude hasn't called her back. And Jessica's like, yeah, just forget about him. He's a creep. <laughs> The next day, Elizabeth's feeling lonely and it makes her think about Todd. Yes, she's she's missing Todd, although the book does kind of say that it's more that she just wishes she had someone to share the experience yeah. with than anything. So Todd's kind of her insert guy. Yeah, because Jessica's gone off with Mark. <laughs> quote, um, quote, unquote, Mark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, of course, yeah, she hasn't really gone <laughs> off with Mark. She's not really gone yeah. off with Mark. She she's thinks told she's Liz gone, she's with gone with Mark. Yeah. Um, and Renee wants nothing to do with her. So she decides to go off on her own for the day. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jessica's gone to the Countess's villa, already for tennis. Unfortunately for her, uh, fortunately for her, sorry, the Countess has gone out. So yeah, she's busy with the festival, isn't she? So she's like, oh, that's good. You know, no worries. Because Jess also thinks that like hanging around with old people is much more Liz's thing anyway. Um, and meanwhile, Elizabeth, she's have actually having a really nice day. Yeah, she's having a nice walk. Um, and uh, she, uh, you know, has, yeah, like you said, she has a lovely she day. She goes to the harbour, the flower market and the beach. Yeah. Um, and then back at home later, she finds a letter from America in the mailbox. Yes. Now, and she she's... obviously assumes that it's from the Wakefields, but mm. she's shocked to discover it's actually addressed to Renee. Mm. So she goes and gives it to him and he won't even read it. He throws it straight into the bin. Yeah. Um, and then she gets really pushy with him. Really pushy. She's like, open this letter. Open it. You should open it. I can't believe you're not going to open it. Yeah. And then she actually goes and gets it out of the bin. Yeah. And puts it on the kitchen table in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. And they basically have an argument where he's like, I don't care. Like, basically, it's from my father. I hate him. I don't want to read it. And yeah. this is like, read it. Yeah, I know. She will not shut up. No. And then, yeah, she this says, is your best bit. My favourite quote of the book. Yeah. She says to him, I know you think I'm like that, the kind of person to meddle in other people's business, but that's just not true. <laughs> well, apparently, not only do Americans meddle, they also lie. Mm-hmm. Liz is the most meddling person in this entire book series. That is exactly the kind of person that is she is. Like a shocking shocking lack of <laughs> self-awareness on liz's part and then she turns into a psychologist oh god and she says this isn't you talking it's the angry little boy inside of you whose father left him yeah an adult would open the letter and give your father a chance um and then they get interrupted by jessica who's <laughs> completely oblivious to the fact they're having around there's any tension and she just says what, what says what a wonderful time she's had at the beach yeah and she says to renee you won't understand the big brave guy is afraid of a little water yeah and of course liz is horrified by <clears throat> that this is a bit out of line i know it is pretty out of line um and then um yeah liz does actually look at her and she's like jess mm. like what the fuck and renee demands to know how jessica knows about that and she's like oh liz told me <laughs> so then Renee holds up the letter and he's like I don't need to read it because all Americans are complete assholes I am yeah. leaving he says you people are made from the same despicable mould yeah throws the letter back into the bin storms off and then Jess storms off telling Liz <clears throat> that she cannot rely on on Jess's support the next time Renee is horrible to her. Because yeah. she says, Renee's been way more horrible to you than me. I was trying to stand up for you. So forget mm-hmm. it. And then back in Sweet Valley, Stephen's introduced Fernie to his friend David. Stephen's made French. Stephen has made a fatal mistake. He's brought his friend down who could actually speak French, yeah. thinking that this would confirm <clears throat> everything he thinks about Fernie as yeah. true. And David's like... I'm surprised that the two of you have managed to communicate. 
Yeah, it's um, like you can't even speak. And it, it, Stephen's like, doesn't matter. We've just got a connection. Yeah. It's all Stephen's charades. It's yeah, it's the charades. charades. Goes a long way. Um, so David says that they can't possibly know each other properly. Yeah. Like David's like the most rational friend. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is completely mm. right. So he does a little trans bit of translating for them. And it turns out that she doesn't actually want to be a scientist. You no, know, she likes she, science uh, in like a very basic way, but she has no aspirations to be a she scientist. She just thinks that the practical stuff is more fun than sitting at a desk and she likes creating new lipstick colours. Yeah. And this is because <laughs> Stephen did like a drawing of test tubes and went <laughs> and then she just nodded and he's just taken that yeah. as oh my god. She wants to find a cure for cancer. Yeah, she's just like Trisha. <laughs> so yeah, basically so he's disappointed by that this because it, like you know, she thinks she's shallow and she's not as good as Trisha. Yeah, he's basically disappointed that Fernie is her own person and mm. not just a copy of Trisha Martin. Um, and he's, he's disappointed again when David tells him that Fernie said she's going to go out for crepes later with some of the other exchange students. And yeah. he thinks she should want to try American foods. She should be a reincarnation she's, she's of not, Trisha. She's not very adventurous. No. Like, she just wants a fucking crepe. You yeah, know, crepes are great. Stop judging I her. like crepes. Yeah. I'm not French and I like them. Um, and he thinks she's not as witty, intelligent, or mature as Trisha. <laughs> so he basically admits to himself. He's like, oh, you know, I thought bringing David down would be a good idea, mm. but I've ruined everything now. Basically, he's upset with himself for shattering his own bubble of yeah. like this illusion that he was with and Trisha. He, he tells David to ask her about a book that he's seen her with, uh, The Bold Soprano, mm. because... Uh, I think it was one of Trisha's favourites. Yes. And it turns out she was only reading it for school and she says she prefers fashion magazines. Yeah, she is like Jess. So, yeah, she's a bit of a Jessica character. Uh, and he's having doubts about her. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in France, Avery's apologising to Liz about Renee's attitude. Yeah, she's like, I'm so sorry, my son is so awful. Hmm. She explains that she's begged him to give his father a chance and that his father has changed now. And Fernie's actually stopping off to see him on her way back from Sweet Valley. Yeah, Avery's really nice. She's basically she basically explains that it's too late for me and Gordon, who's their father. She's like, it's too late for us, but it's not too late for him to connect with his kids, hmm. and she wants to give him every chance. Um, but then she asks Elizabeth not to give up on on Renee. Yeah, she's like, please don't give up on my racist son. I know, like. Why Why shouldn't she give up on him? He's being rude to her. He's being Plus, awful. he's nothing to do with her. She's never going to see him again after this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, you know, just leave him just alone. Just leave him alone. Get on with your holiday. Yeah. Back at the Dairy Burger, Stephen tells David that he feels like a fool for not noticing that Fernie isn't Trisha. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh God, I can't believe it. <laughs> and he says, she's not my emotional equal like Trisha was. Or even Kara. Yes. And it he's was basically though, it's like he's just like looking down on Fernie just because she likes fashion magazines and lipstick and stuff. He's basically like... because she's not Trisha. Yeah. Um but yeah, at this moment, Stephen suddenly realized uh you know, realizes one absolute horrible yeah. person he has been this entire time. Mm. David says you've got to go and talk to Kara. That would be an understatement. Mm. Back in France, uh, Mark calls around for Jessica, but she's not there. He and finds he, Liz. Yeah, he asks Liz if she's feeling better, and Liz is like, I thought she was out with you. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, because he's like, oh, hey, I hope you're feeling better. And, and she's like, oh, no, I'm I'm Liz, I'm not Jess. And then she's like, hey, I thought she was playing tennis with hmm. you right now. And then, of course, Liz starts getting that sinking feeling. She realises what's going on. yeah. Um, Mark's really gutted and he says he wanted to ask Jessica to an art exhibition and at this point I realised where this plot was going and it really angered me (laughs) but fine so Liz feels sorry for him and she says I'll go to the art exhibition with you can't say exhibition for some reason exhibition (laughs) Um, yes she does say you know I'm not Jess but I do love art so Mm. Um, so on the way out they bump into Renee and he makes a dig about Liz stealing Jessica's boyfriend yeah which like goes over Liz's head I, I love this bit because Liz starts trying to justify herself to, to Renee and then she's like oh fuck it she just closes the door on him yeah. just walks off she's like I can't even be bothered mate meanwhile Jessica and Jean-Claude have sailed out to an island uh, yeah they're having the called, best time uh, called Sante Marguerite yes and it's all very romantic 
until a storm starts brewing. Yes, and uh, Jean-Claude points at the weather and says, you know, we, we need to turn back now. Mm. And Jess, of course, reluctantly says, oh, I guess you're right, but before you go... And she gives him a very passionate kiss. <laughs> at the art exhibition, Elizabeth is absolutely loving it. Yeah. She makes friends with a young artist called Veronique, uh, who seems to hit it off with Mark. Yeah. And she has a chat with Veronique's father about art and Veronique's father says that Elizabeth is a very perceptive intelligent young woman everyone blows smoke up Liz's ass like everywhere she goes it's impossible and then she gets home at 5pm to an empty house yeah and Jessica promised to be home by 3.30 yeah and her and and Avery have this discussion where they're both worried about Jess but Liz is like trust me this happens all the time she'll probably be fine and come in a bit late Mm. But by 7pm, um, the wind outside is roaring. Yeah, there's there's a real storm that's hit Cannes. She, she's really worried now. Rene gets home and he asks if Elizabeth has phoned Jean-Claude. And she's like, why would I have phoned him? Yeah, um, and then Rene goes on this another tirade of yeah. like, oh, just like you American girls, swapping, uh, swapping with each other at Mark mm. and Jean-Claude's expense. Yeah. His friends have seen Jean-Claude and Jessica together. Yeah, spotted. She's too worried to be angry, though. So she calls the Countess, who says that Jean-Claude's gone sailing. But she's like, I thought he was gone sailing with you. Yeah, and of course Liz tells the truth. She's like, no, no, yeah. no, this is this is my, sis, my sister that's done this. And uh, the Countess says to Elizabeth that she was just about to go and look for them. And Liz says, Liz is like, well, I'll go. Yeah. So the Countess tells Liz where they are. Mm-hmm. And she asked Renee for a lift. Yes. And, and she, she says, you know, Renee's like, aren't you angry? And she's like, no, I, I haven't got time to be angry. This is really serious. And she mm. points to the storm and she's like, look, I really need your help. Can yeah. you help? Um, and he does. He says, get your raincoat. <clears throat> but then they get outside and the car's gone. Oh, God. I liked this. This was a good reference back. Yeah. Avery's got the car. So they're going to have to go on um, the moped. Now, of course, Liz had a horrendous accident on a bike yeah. the last time she was on the back of a bike. Uh, but, of course, her sister's in danger. So she's going to overcome that fear. Yeah. It's kind of a little... Um, well, it's, it's about to happen, but, you know, a theme of people overcoming their, yeah. their fears. Overcoming their, their issues. That's yeah, good. this is a little, like, hint as to what's to come. Cool. So, meanwhile, in Sweet Valley... We get Stephen begging Cara for forgiveness. The only thing that annoyed me about this part is that she forgives him. I know. So basically, she says no. She does but then say she no. She changes her mind, and then he just keeps on at her until she yeah. changes her mind. Basically, and he just pressures her into, into taking him back. She uh, cries all over him. They kiss. End of story. He does. He he does apologize profusely, but I don't think there's enough apologies no, that are going to make up for what he's been doing. Like it's creepy and weird and really disrespectful yeah. to Kara. I was disappointed that she took him back. So was I. I wanted her to find someone better. But yeah, back to the action. Oh yeah. Um, Liz and Renee can see Jess and John Claude's tiny boat fighting its way through the waves. And it's struggling. Yes. Uh, Liz is shrieking, but Renee is saying, they can't hear you. You're, you're, you're too far away. And then she sees Jessica fall in the water. Yeah, the boat gets overturned by a huge wave and Jessica gets smacked over the head by the sail and it oh, knocks her out. my God. Jean-Claude's struggling as well. So Liz tears off her shoes and coat and she just dives straight in. Do you think that if, uh, if Jess got concussion or injured from that, that sail hitting her, do you think she'd become like Liz? Because Liz became like yeah. Jess. <laughs> don't want two of them. I we really don't want two of them, no. And uh, yeah, so she swims in. She swims in heroically, as yeah. uh, you know, yeah, you know, as she has to, I suppose, to to help her sister. Yeah, and she tr- uh, she tries to get Jessica to shore along with Jean Claude, but they're struggling. And then someone appears beside them. Who could it be? And it's then- Sam Sloan's father. <laughs> <laughs> It's Renee to the rescue. So yep. this is what I was saying just now. People overcoming their fears. Yeah. Like yeah. He's now she overcame her fear of the bike, and he's done the same thing with the and wheelchair. I guess we're sort of led to believe that Stephen got over Trisha, but I'd still think that he's if not. another girl came along that looked like Trisha, he'd just do they it do. again. They oh do. God. Okay. This isn't the. F- the f- this only is the time start. This, is this is the start. We get pretty much a whole book about it. Soon. Oh my God. Okay. 
Well, we'll is, get to that when we get to it. Which is worse than this. Way worse. Unbelievable. Cara, get with Winston. <laughs> so uh, Renee comes and saves the day. They work together and they pull Jessica back to shore. Yes. And she regains consciousness. And she sees Liz and she's like, what? Yeah. Uh, but Liz sees how her and Jean-Claude are looking at each other and she realises that they're in love. So she tells Jean-Claude, hi, I'm Elizabeth's sister, Jessica. Yep unbelievable i don't really know why she it's weird because she does this but it is like liz you know full well this lie can only last about half an hour until they get back to the countess's (laughs) estate back at the glises half an hour later jessica's back to herself already yep she's trying to steal liz's shirt for a dinner with jean claude yeah and liz says you need to rest but she says look I've thanked you 137 times for rescuing me. I'm over that now. We're past that. We're past the fact that you saved my life half an hour ago. Yeah. We've moved on. She got ready fast. She did, (laughs) yeah. And dried off and, you know. Um, Liz gives her a bit of a lecture for lying to Jean-Claude. Yeah, she lets her off quite lightly, though, considering. She does say, though, what are you going to say to the Countess? Because the Countess knows from the phone call that Jean-Claude wasn't with Elizabeth. Yes, the the, the cat is out of the bag. And and as soon as they go back there, she's going to know. And Jessica says to Liz that she should have lied and told the Countess that she was Jessica. And Liz is like, well, I didn't fucking know. (laughs) You started this entire crazy thing. Um, But, of course, it's made clear during this conversation it slips that liz met with mark and went on the date with mark and mm. jess is like so you were doing the same thing yeah. well no she wasn't though no she, she wasn't, wasn't pretending to be but this is this is just you know this is yeah. just like trying to rationalize it and and, and like you know convince mm. herself that liz is just as bad in this instance which she was not for once liz was not just as bad no and then when jessica's gone renee knocks on liz's door yeah and it's all a bit awkward Elizabeth uh, tells him how brave he was. Yeah. And he said it made him realise that he has to put the past behind him. Yeah. And then he admits that he was wrong about the twins, especially Elizabeth. I mean, he was actually probably right about Jess, but yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was wrong about Liz. And like, he... Jess is literally everything he thinks American girls yeah, are actually, on the stereotype, but, but he was wrong about Liz. He admits that he likes Elizabeth. Yeah. That's slightly more than a friend. Mm-hmm. Bit late um, now, mate. And she immediately brings up the fucking letter again. Yep. And guess what? Yeah. She's been keeping it in her fucking drawer. Yep. All this time. But she didn't open it. It's like, just leave it. She makes a point of saying it's unopened, like that's some badge yeah. of honour. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't open the private letter from your father she to you. She probably steamed it open. Oh, yeah, do you think? And then, then sealed it back up with yeah. stick or something. Yeah. Um, so he says, I'll read the letter if you spend the day with me tomorrow. No, I still think you're awful. Thanks for saving my sister, but <laughs> you, you've you been awful. Well, she actually says she's meeting Veronique for breakfast, but she'll meet him after and spend the afternoon with him. Yeah. See, this Ver- Veronique thing, like that seemed like it was going to go somewhere It as doesn't. Well. Just completely pointless. Yep, end of the book. Completely pointless. Yep. Um, and then she confesses that she she likes him a little bit as well. Yeah, I don't know why, though. No, I know. Like, the only... Like, he's handsome, and I guess you might have started liking him after he saved you in the ocean. But other than that, there's... like He's thoroughly unlikable, this entire book. And then she's, like, suddenly like, oh, no, actually... She liked him at the start, when they got in the car, and she smelled his spicy aftershave. (laughs) It was a spicy aftershave. Maybe he's put some on to come in the room, and she's like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I remember why I liked you. (laughs) It's that old spice. So then the last chapter basically wraps everything up. Yeah. Jessica comes clean with Jean-Claude, and he still loves her. Yeah, which is, I, I would be like, um, this is really weird. Do you, do you not think, like, the Countess and Jean-Claude must be like, yeah. these Americans are so strange. Apparently the Countess was just intrigued to hear how Jessica pulled it off. I think she quite enjoyed it, like, quite enjoyed the She was like, I, I, I think the Countess was real trouble when she was young, you know? Yeah, I do as well. Um, Elizabeth tells Jessica about Renee, and Jessica says, I knew you were going to get together. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Liz insists that they're just friends and Jessica says, well, there's still a few days to change that. And then we never, ever hear about Renee or Jean-Claude again. And even even though Jessica's so in love. Yes. It's obvious that the last few days Elizabeth's going to get on with Renee. But yeah, never hear about them again. It never happens ever again, even though they're genuinely in love with each other. We never hear it again. And more tragically than anything... We never hear how Lila enjoyed Khan. 
<laughs> or wherever she went in France. I'm assuming they all went. Did they all go to Cannes? I guess not. She went to Paris. She went to Paris. Okay. I wanted to hear about Lila's French story. Well, we are going to get another French story next week. We are going to get another French story next week because we're back with Casey's Ice Cream Parlor and we're doing a special over there. Yes, the Twins Take Paris. The prequel. I cannot wait. It apparently never happened. Yeah. According to this book. <laughs> but we'll be back with the next Kenny's episode, which is back to our normal storyline, normal timeline. Yeah. Say goodbye. Oh, boy. Last Todd we're going to hear from Todd for a while. Going. Yeah. I feel quite sad about Todd going. I do as well. Um, I, I, I like... I, I like Todd and Liz's kind of as much as I slag them off in the book. I'm not like a massive Todd fan, but it just feels wrong that he's not going to be there. I just don't want Nicholas Morrow to have the chance to move in there, you know. Oh, I know. That's I what know. I don't like. So yes, we'll be back with "Say Goodbye" in two weeks and the Twin State Paris in one week. Yeah, absolutely. And happy spring, everyone. Happy spring. Thank you for listening. Um, follow us and comment and all of those things. Yeah, we're Kenny's Roadhouse on Instagram and Kenny's Roadhouse podcast on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see you in a week's time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.